prepare for a ghoulish time on the October episode of Matter of Facts, introducing Alec Cranston, Dylan Curry, and James Collins. Uh, you sounded like the do the monster mash. That was great. Did you like that? That was really good. That was really good. Yeah, episode seven, ladies and gentlemen. Um, wow, time flies. It's been over six months we've been doing this now, um, from the pre-planning to now, and it's been a heck of a ride. Lots of fun. Uh, lots of, uh, like, like we've said before, lots of great guests lined up. We're getting a bit more creative, trying, trying new things. And, uh, we have a pretty cool episode in store for you today. Uh, we have a Halloween spooky haunted themed episode to be dropping for you, ladies and gentlemen today. So, uh, James, let's just shoot the shit for a minute here. Let's do it. Let's just shoot the shit. Um, how are things for you? How are things going? How was this past month? I haven't talked to you in, uh... Two hours. It's been a good month. I'm a year older this month, but I'm, yes. I'm, I'm in a bad mood today, and I'm going to apologize to everyone. Maybe, Alec, you did say to me before, you're potentially in a bit of a worse mood than usual. Worse than usual, but I can't say I've probably been the same worse mood I'm as I'm just going to be a grouch. See, what a lot of people don't realize is we, we interrupt our day to do these podcasts. We are full-time working commercial real estate agents, and we kind of pause what we're doing, and we come into the studio, and we love doing these podcasts, but they take place in the middle sometimes of very stressful days, and and I'm just kind of having one of those days today. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, mine's not as bad as James, but, you know, just a few things going sideways today. And then, above all, I lost my debit card, and it's going to take two weeks to get a new Which one. Which is tapping its way around the city tapping right now. Tapping its way around the yeah. city right now. Probably buying a couple of coffees. But. <laughs> so, not the best, but we're still going to bring the energy for this podcast for all of our um, 100 listeners overall. Um, we did, we have some fun stuff in store. James, how about a little introduction about who we have coming on? We are going to be joined very, very shortly by somebody simply known as Mr. Adams. Mr. And he's Adams. visiting us from up on high by that. I mean, Citadel Hill. <laughs> That's all we will tell you right now. Mr. Adams will keep it vague, but I will say you do not want to miss this interview. It is mind blowing stuff. Very cool. So he's a few minutes early. He's eh? a few minutes early, but we are very much looking forward to having him sit down with us here in the studio. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about this. I mean, I only know, you know, you know, the ghost stories that you Google top five in Halifax, top 10. You get the classics, the Citadel Hill, the, the five fishermen, uh, the, the Keith's Brewery. But it'd be cool to hear. I've never gone on one of these ghost tours before. I've never. So to hear it from an interpreter himself and some maybe his own experiences he's had. Um, I'm excited for this. This is going to be kind of cool, something a bit more unique. Um, then we have some other stuff afterwards. We're changing up one of our segments a little bit. And then we took a bit of a different approach with the Reddit Roundup today, which I think everyone will find amusing, and it might give us some ideas going forward. Uh, but uh, to kick things off, we have our regular segment, Insane as the Crane. Insane as the Crane. Insane as the Crane. Insane as the Crane. Kind of insane like the Crane. Insane mm-hmm. is the crane. I think we might Insane need to switch up some of those little audio clips. I had all of those done on Fiverr, I'll admit. I think we should record them ourselves. We should do them ourselves. Like our own duet kind of thing. I think it would be good get Dylan involved Insane too. Insane is the crane. I, 
Is but, it but insane, we have Dylan Curry in the studio. Insane as the crane. As the crane. What what English He's language? Is the crane, no. Isn't what he? what language? Insane is the crane. He is one hundred percent saying insane. Insane is the crane. Is the crane. crane is insane. It no. sounds like is. It's insane as the Cranston Alex. The Cranston crane. Oh yeah, Alex Cranston. That's where I got my name from. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, All right, this me. month on Insane as the Crane, we are talking about the motion passed by Halifax City Council to reduce the hours of convenience stores in residential commercial areas on this lovely peninsula. Mm. The new bylaw proposes restricting hour, hours for convenience stores, some convenience stores, from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Now, it's only going to affect about 20 stores in Halifax and only five will need to modify their hours of operation. And uh, just to add a bit more context here, the motion states the change was due to complaints from neighbours, local councillors and Halifax Regional Police who have noted concerns with late night hours of operation for food service and the resulting noise, trespass and littering. Large numbers of consumers patronise some of these neighbourhood stores with operating hours extending past 3 a.m. And the councillor who instigated it all says it's intended to address a loophole in the peninsula's land use bylaw, which allows residential convenience stores to serve hot food. Alec Cranston, Dylan Curry, what do you make of this? We, I think, all believe this is unnecessary and mm. unfair. Yep, don't agree with it. Uh, it's unfortunate because a lot of these convenience stores probably do a majority of their business after 11 p.m., specifically on weekends. And... You know, I know it's it's tough because the recent Dalhousie homecoming fiasco is a was a was a bad look, but it's it's not an every night thing. And to have them have is it is it every night or just on the weekends? It's every night. Uh, apparently, yeah. every but they night. Had close, they Dylan? had to close. They had to close at eleven. If they, if this were to go, it's going to be a yeah, every seven, night. Yeah, yeah like, every night. I think. Like, I could after, be wrong. picture after eleven on a Tuesday. Like that's all the locals. Like there's so many. Like not just student homes, but family homes, senior homes, apartment buildings, uh, schools all around. Like. People get their late night convenience from there and to shut them down at 11 is going to considerably hinder their business. And I think it's it's unfortunate. We've, we've heard a couple stores voice their opinions and, uh, you know, it'd be nice. I would have been nice to try and get a hold of one of them, but it's tough. They had a lot of media attention right now. Um, but I know I, I don't agree with this. I don't think I think uh, what doing that is not going to stop uh, students or party goers from hanging out in the streets and all these areas. They're not, they're not going to say, oh, well, the convenience store is closed at 11. So I guess I'm going home doesn't make a difference. And I think they've, you know, they've done well so far. The students, like even when I was in high school, uh, you know, we would go to these two corner stores all the time, end of the night for a slice of pizza. And they loved it. Loved everyone, seeing everybody come and everyone got along and it was good. I mean, the odd time you do get a crazy situation like Dalhousie had, but that's not an everyday thing. It's not super often. I've seen some tweets on Twitter. No, that's obvious. Tweets on Twitter. Um, there's some guys that'll tweet every night who live near uh, some of these Pacific specific uh, stores and say, oh, look, there we go. Thursday night, 11.30 p.m., not a soul, right? So I just think it's unnecessary. I'm, I've talked for a long time. Any other opinions here? Dylan, from, what do you think? Dylan, um, uh, Dylan. It's, it's pretty short-sighted. Didn't really think about it very much, obviously, because not everyone works at 9 to 5. Yeah. Some people, like nurses, doctors, whatever, healthcare professionals, workers, get off at 3, Yeah. get off at 4 in the morning, and these places aren't necessarily open. And Sobeys isn't open anymore. Superstore's not open. Yep. Like, there's nowhere to go. So it's like, I guess you really got to prepare ahead. And it's kind of unfair that it's just a, a pretty big group of people is just being thrown to the wayside. Yeah. Forgotten about. Yeah, and I think Triple A and Jubilee Junction have been the, the two that yeah. have come yes. out and been very vocal in the media. And I think they, they've raised some very, very good points. You know, they, they are arguing 
they don't do business when the grocery stores are open. Like, they make the majority, the lion's share of their revenue, let's call it after hours. And the one big point here that I completely, well, I should give you a statistic here. Um, the owner of AAA says about half of, of the daily sales come after 11 p.m. Um, but the one really good point made is the safety of women as well, which is when these uh, small convenience stores on the corner are open, they only have to walk a short distance at nighttime. And by closing those, you're forcing people to put themselves in danger on the streets for longer to to walk longer distances, either to a convenience store that is open in an area that is zoned uh, um, appropriately Mm. or maybe to a 24 hour grocery store. Uh, Yeah, I I do not agree with this. I think it is ironically a huge inconvenience to convenience stores. And I don't know. Part of me thinks are they just trying to keep the rich people in the city happy. I don't know that. That's definitely an avenue to take. I, I agree with what Dylan said too about other workers getting off at different times. Like it, I think it's so short-sighted because they're only looking at these specific isolated scenarios of these large parties and what that does. And they're not even thinking about the effect it's going to have on those people who get off at two o'clock in the morning and, and need craft dinner for, for supper. They haven't eaten in hours. They need water. They need soap or whatever, right? And that's their place to go. And then it just, I, th- I think it's also, if you live in that area... And like you said, especially for, for the short distance for women for walking there at night, if you get off work late and you need something instantly and there's no grocery store open and there's no convenience store open around you, then you got to travel a distance. And it's, you know, there's risks involved in that for sure. And it's just, uh, you know, especially if you're off work at 2 a.m. I'm going on a tangent now. No, you, you do. Get you off, show some passion. You, know, you get off work at 2 a.m. Or, or 1 a.m. You're, you're dead tired. You get home. There's a convenience store next to you. Oh no, sorry, it's closed because we're we're pissed off about these uh, these one group of partiers that were a little bit too loud and left some wrappers around that we'll clean up. But it, it's just then then they have to travel, get in their car, dead tired at two a.m. somewhere that has it, driving the road tired, whatever, hungry, you know, dehydrated. It's just I'm going off now, but that's kind of the rabbit hole I go down. I think it's unreasonable. I think it's catering, like you meant you alluded to there. It's catering to a certain population of by not catering by not catering exactly by yeah. saying like well these other people are upset so we're gonna listen to their complaints get over it order your uber order your skip order your DoorDash. get it to your door let everyone else go to the convenience stores don't like anyways i'm done my part there well i think the, the calling on this loophole is is like the technicality here that that maybe applies um we'll name councillor councillor mason told City News, the bylaw was needed because all the land use bylaws in other communities in Halifax don't allow hot food service in residential corner stores. And the old bylaw that grandfathers the stores affected did not define groceries. So nine or ten years ago, hot food service started to be served in the heart of residential neighborhoods. So that really is the issue, isn't it? The issue isn't the kids. It's the fact that they're serving food that the kids are buying. I don't know. I think this is short-sighted. I think in an era and climate where we're trying to promote small local business, we're saying this is now forcing you to give your money to the big chains Mm -hmm. um, or to change the culture of of very important parts of our city. Yeah. We all disagree. Can we all I think we can all agree that we all disagree. This is, uh, I think it's ridiculous. Do we call it insane? This is definitely insane. As the crane? As the crane. Well, there we go. Let's move on. In Cranevenience. In Cranston. Oh, crazy. I wanted to say that. In you are inconvenience. I'll see no, myself out there. See you later. Guys. All right, we'll no, say we'll say we'll say goodbye better. to Alec. Yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. Um, I think we should bring in a guest, don't you? Let's do it. Let's bring him in, ladies and gentlemen. Woo. Let's do it. So we had. 
four of us in the room before, but now we have five people. And we are joined by Mr. Adams. Good afternoon, Mr. Adams. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us. Tell us who you are. We are all very, very curious, and, and so are our listeners. Well, I'm one of the many uh, historic interpreters at the Halifax Citadel who uh, conduct a program that we call the Halifax Citadel Ghost Tour, which is a uh, about an hour-long uh, program in which visitors come up to the Citadel and we uh, take them as close as we possibly can to the locations inside the old historic fort where some unexplained events have taken place. Well, we'd love to hear yeah. more about those. And, and the Citadel is an interesting thing for people from Halifax, all of us in the room included. I'm not from here, as you can tell originally, and everybody who visits <laughs> me goes there. But as locals, we, we often don't tend to visit, but it's a thing that is in all of our lives. It's something, yeah. particularly those of us who live and work downtown, see every day. A lot goes on behind those walls that we don't know about, I'm sure, and a lot has gone on in the past. Yes, yeah. And that's a, a common thing is that a lot of um, local people, uh, you know, they'll come up to the Citadel and visit for the first time in their lives and they'll say, I didn't know all this stuff was up here. I had no idea. <laughs> because a lot of people walk by the hill and they see maybe a couple of flagpoles or a couple, you know, the tops of some stone walls sticking out. And a lot of people go, ah, there's nothing up there. There's nothing there yeah. for me. And then once people finally get the idea to go up and visit, they go, holy smokes, there's so much up here. It's like it's a lot bigger on the inside than it looks from the outside. Yeah. Which sounds like a bit of a paradox, but that's <laughs> it's all part of having the, the military high ground advantage. Yeah. I haven't been... I, last time I was inside the Citadel was... I think I was a, a young boy. I haven't been there in a long, long time. And it's long overdue oh, to, go, to go check it out. Well, come on up. It's just like two blocks up there. I, I, so it's crazy. I live across the street from it. I see it every day. I hear the cannon go off. Uh, I went to the high school that it's you know the namesake, right? So I got to get back in there. So do you guys operate... Um, is it all day or is it just at nighttime that you guys will do your tours? Well, sometimes at night we do have uh, public ghost tours um, uh, during our sort of late summer and fall uh, season. Uh, and we also offer uh, evening tours or ghost tours throughout the year. Right. So if it's the middle of February and you're sitting around at home going, what am I going to do tonight? Just, just go, I'm going to go get a, a tour of the Citadel. Yeah, yeah. And they're popular, right? You guys, from what I see on, on the Eventbrite booking page, you, you sell everything out. I don't actually count the beans myself. <laughs> I do the, uh, the, the presentation, but uh, I'll just say I assume we do fairly well. Yeah, it seems. It, I have tried to book a few times and, and have been unsuccessful. So, good. so let's... Good, exactly. <laughs> Let, let's go behind the walls of the Citadel here. Now, we yeah. want people to come on these tours. We're not expecting you to, to tell us everything today. But, but can you tell us some things that our local listeners might not know that, that might maybe put some, some hairs on the back of their uh, necks to stand up? Well, maybe I can just be a little bit vague and say that... Uh, the, the unexplained events that we cover at during our ghost tours, well, first of all, some people think that ghost tours are like uh, some kind of a ghost hunt. Like people think they're going right. to go to this event and there's going to be gonna there's going to be a ghost yeah. of some kind. And people are deadly serious about this. We get a lot of people come up for their first ever ghost tour and they come up and the first thing they say when they see me is they say, are you... The ghosts? Like, <laughs> I will tell you, uh, Mr. Sanders, you do not look yeah. like a ghost. Well, thank, thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I, the um, uh, What we do is, like, people think it's going to be like a scare thing or there's yeah, going to yeah. be people in costumes uh, dressed right. up as ghosts. This is a relatively serious uh, program. It's kind of a an, an investigation of the, 
the folklore and mythology of the Halifax Citadel in particular. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, people say, ooh, this must be an extremely haunted place or something like that. But when you think about it, like any workplace, where or not even workplace, but just a place where people convene and live, uh, they tend to, to gather like dust uh, stories that are kind of unexplainable. You know what I'm talking right. about? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So really all we did was we just we just recorded and assembled as many of these stories as we possibly could. And how far back do you go? What's the, you know, is it from from the historical history of, of the birth of Halifax and the Citadel through to today, or do you tend to focus on one period? I'm not really restricted to any uh, uh, time periods, uh, thank goodness. So we go from... Uh, I'm gonna. What's our earliest story? Probably like the you know 1740s. So we're talking okay. pre-Halifax, and uh, our most recent stories are like from you know a couple of weeks or years ago or what. Really? Oh, oh so yeah, it's still yeah. writing itself. A couple of weeks ago. Well, like I say, play workplaces accumulate, you know, unexplained events. And you may be talking. You may be wondering, you know, what am I talking about when I say unexplained events? It's sometimes as simple as the type of thing where, you know, if you're uh, if you're at home and uh, you leave a nice piece of chocolate cake in the fridge mm-hmm. overnight, and when you go to eat it in the morning, it's not there. Yeah. And your roommates say that they didn't eat it, and everyone says... The dog can't open the fridge exactly. door. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. everyone goes, ooh, that must be... <laughs> we don't know what it is, and it might be ghosts. Yeah. So sometimes it's things as simple as that, as that, just sort of weird coincidences. Okay. Has is, is there been... Like, um, I mean, you've probably told many, many stories. Um, yes. On, on your tours, is there any one story in particular you find resonates the most with with tour like when with uh, with guests like one that they're like hey, gives them the heebie-jeebies like one that really really gets them going and it's you know it's might not be recent could be a very old something that happened a long long time ago but just something that you notice that they they receive very well well maybe not very well but they get spooked by it. I, I can't really say one sticks out more than another. You never know what, what's going to catch people off guard. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll just say something that I think is a minor incident and it'll make people, you know, scream and drop whatever they're, they're carrying. And I'll go, oh, I didn't, wasn't expecting to yeah, yeah. get such a huge reaction. Oh, yeah. So do you ever, like, if you are, do you tell multiple stories as you go? Or maybe you, for one whole tour, you'll pick one story and you'll almost like, do you ever like get into character and you become that character of a story? Okay, well, we don't actually act. We we literally just sort of sort of speak facts. If okay. that makes any, any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like we uh, we wear the the historic clothing. Yeah, but we're not we're not like portraying first person someone. Mm-hmm. So so I wouldn't act. I don't act when I do a ghost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get in the. And who the, who are the guests? I mean, obviously, I know they come from all walks of life. But do you find? Uh, maybe, maybe you. You have different tours for, for different age groups, but I'm sure you get everything from the families through to tourists through to couples. And is it really a whole mix of every slice of humanity? Because we're all inherently yeah. curious, aren't we? Curious people. I, I find it a mix. I don't find we get a whole lot of uh, uh, tourists per se. It's not really the type of thing typically that people would do on a, a tour. But I find you can divide people into two different categories. There are those people who who uh, are interested in uh, paranormal activity and whatnot, and they sort of associate unexplained events with paranormal activity, and they're very, very tuned in on what's going right. on. The uh, the other type of person that you get is the person who's kind of been 
maybe dragged along by their friends and they don't really know why they're they don't even necessarily know that they're at a, at a ghost tour and they're a little yeah. bit disengaged <laughs> and disinterested they're like why am i here those are my people okay because you love them oh, you leave get, them saying i cannot believe i almost I, didn't go exactly i charm these people i'm I, Right. <laughs> I make sure they're <laughs> nice. they're fascinated by the time the night is is over. And and you know, I'm assuming part of your work is you want people to leave engaged enough that it's something they continue reading about and learning about and exploring about themselves. You don't want them to say, okay, you've been on the tour, thank you. You never have to think about what you've learned today. I'm sure for some people they go away and think, wow, there is this whole history in the city that I now need to learn about. Yeah, that's that's something that I hope for. It's not really a requirement and i'm not wrestling with people going oh this is going to be a meaningful you know experience for you that's going to change your life or anything (laughs) some people just want to go in and experience the tour and leave unchanged and that's perfectly fine by me but anyone who does want to dig deeper i've got i'm a bottomless pit of i'm a fountain of trivia when it comes to (laughs) uh what's the word for it non-canonical local history i guess right (laughs) so um we were talking about personal haunting experiences we've had and from a personal perspective, what would you say is the most recent paranormal activity you've experienced? Something that maybe, maybe not on the on a tour, just on your own, maybe from working up there or elsewhere in the city, experienced or saw or heard. Right. I don't. I hate to be so evasive. You notice I haven't told the story. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing that on purpose. Uh, I talk about uh, unexplained events at the Citadel. I'm not necessarily the guy out there being involved in paranormal right. activities. Yeah. Everyone, everyone looks at me and goes, "Oh, he must be, he must be contacting spirits." Who are you? <laughs> who are you channeling, Mr. Adams? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the guy who researches the material, and then, and then, uh, along with the whole team, we, uh, we, we present the material. Right. Okay. Sorry, I'm wandering a bit. What was the question again? No, just like if you ever had a personal paranormal activity and experience. You, you know, saw apparition. Was it apparition? Is the word apparition? Apparition. Apparition. Sure. Apparition. Yeah. If you ever saw something, heard something, someone spoke, like a cold, cold gust of wind. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I, 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 every every podcast, I mess up a word. And that's the that word. was it for this month. That's We're it happy for that you did it. So anyway, continue. Keep yeah. going. You you only mess up one word per podcast. Usually one per podcast. <laughs> okay. Like right, I just say what I say one time. Perspirating. It doesn't matter. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> that is the word. That's the funny thing. That's a joke. Oh, perspirating is a word. I said a real word. Perspirating, it's, sweating. It, it's one of those rare uh, words that nobody ever uses. I know. Yeah. I never. I, it still <laughs> calls itself a word. Exactly. Like, okay, word. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, my, my question was, if you ever had any personal, like not necessarily going out and trying to be involved in one, but yeah. just happened to something happen one night. Well, I'm just gonna say no. Okay. I, I don't. I, I'm. I'm not someone who believes in ghosts. Right. Necessarily. Right. Right. Like I. I sort of research the. Uh, the the content for the ghost tours but like yep. i say i'm not out there actually fighting ghosts myself mm-hmm. so that research yeah. let's talk about that what yeah. is you know if we go on a ghost tour tonight presumably that is from yourself and others the culmination of hundreds maybe thousands of hours of research what what, what is the research process what does it take place what, what does it look like uh it's it's really ugly because i'm a a bit of a compulsive researcher Meaning, uh, like, I'm not a historian or a professional researcher or anything like that, but I'm the person that when I start looking into a subject, I literally can't stop. I, like, lose hours. You find time. the rabbit holes and just dig? They, they find me. They find you? And they, they, they turn on their, like, suction that drags <laughs> you right down right down into them. Uh, yeah, so so it, it's, it's very often, like, me at home at 2.30 in the morning banging away on a 
you know, a laptop or something, you know, digging up information when I'm supposed to be at, at, at work in four hours time or something yeah. like that. So it's, it's something I, I literally can't help. I'm constantly researching. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I find myself somebody who, again, doesn't necessarily believe in these kind of things, yeah. but I love looking it up, watching the watching shows. I was fun fact. I was in a show in a reenact one of those like reenactment documentaries it was called Alaskan triangle. Yeah. And I reenacted this minor thing. And even being on set was creepy. I didn't believe I didn't feel haunted. Didn't think it was, you know what I didn't listen to the story or whatever, but I was like, it's just cool. I find it very cool hearing about the history, which makes me want to go on one of these tours, which I sadly have never done, but I do want to go on one now because I just, just to hear the hit, I'm a big history buff. Yeah. So to hear it from that perspective, I think is pretty cool. Well, that totally makes sense. You don't, you don't have to be a believer to, to uh, like, you know how you hear about people, you know, who get degrees in theology or something yep. and they study all kinds of different, it doesn't mean they're, they're necessarily subscribing to all these. No, yeah, 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 exactly. oh yeah, that's that's very now, true. Now, now I say I say I don't necessarily believe in paranormal activity. Let's say, on the other hand, I do believe in, you know, uh, a type of spirituality. Yep. That uh, that is actually pretty darn practical, like inspiration. Yeah. You know, if you see me doing a, a trick with a yo-yo, you might be inspired to do the same thing. And that yeah, word yeah. inspired, that's got spirit in it. Right. So something about my spirit is influencing you. And if we add an interesting element to the story and say that I actually died a little while ago and you are now influenced by my yo-yoing and it changes your life, then you could say you were being inspired huh. by the spirit. Okay, and it, like ha- it happens all the time. You know, you say, oh, my favorite composer lived in such and such. A- well, he's not around anymore, but he's is. There is still some spiritual activity. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. I like. I think that. we we do like it with that. relatives as well. I, yes. I was very close to a, um, my one grandfather, and he he died over a decade ago. But I still, when I face big decisions, think, and I don't believe I'm contacting him at all. I don't believe that for one second. But I still think, what would he do? What did I observe him do in his life that influences the decision I'm about to make? And I'm like, wow, here is this relative who's who's died, who is having a profound effect on decisions I'm making in the present. And to me, I see that as kind of a ghost. It's, it's me being influenced and led by somebody who is no longer here based on the memories and interactions I had with them. So you can still have a huge influence even when you're, you're not here. That's exactly right. And, and that's a real thing, you know. Uh, uh, it's, and it especially happens around, <clears throat> you know, times when you have the, you know, the loss of a loved one. You'll kind of feel like that loved one is trying to contact you. Like maybe saying hello to you in a dream or something mm-hmm. like that, or popping up where you least expect them. Yeah, and, and there's another eerie type, which is, uh, uh, well, I had a, a, a friend of mine named uh, named Corey a long time ago who ended up unfortunately dying, and is uh, a very very nice guy, instantly recognizable. He sort of had a slightly uh, not triangular shaped face, but you know he had that brush cut flat top hair. Angular. Yeah, angular. And he, had a, he always had a nice big smile on his face. Looked like a Canadian tie logo. He was always ri- riding his bike down Spring Garden Road and everything. Anyway, after this this guy passed away, whenever I was on Spring Garden Road, I'd always go, oh, my gosh, there comes my friend. That's my friend Corey coming down the street. And as you get closer and closer, I would realize that's not Corey right. at all. That's just some random right. dude on a bike. But then i go, oh, no, there he is over there. And you start seeing the thing that you're thinking about, the thing that's maybe, shall we say, haunting yeah, your, your mind and your memory. You're thinking about your yeah, yeah. loved ones and what, and that, whatnot. That's an interesting way of. We're thinking learning about it. a lot right now about. I just never thought of it that way, but now yeah. I do. I think well, I, I think that's 
like maybe it. learning, but literally this is just my opinion. I don't think there's any like textbook saying this yeah. is the way spiritualism works. I think you need to join us more often. We're learning a lot here. I know. I would, to, I would love to come down here. We have to have like a regular segment on, on this. This is, this is fun. Actually, yeah. actually, are, are you guys both intending on remaining? Like, is there going to be an opening soon? Like, <laughs> oh, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we'll probably get rid of Alec I'd, at some point. I'd join the team. Oh, yeah, join the yeah. team. I'm, I'm definitely on the chopping block. Yeah, he's under, under, under review right now. So for for next, like, each year, do you, when you guys plan out your stories at Citadel Hill, when you said some of them are, some of them are pretty recent, you said, even, like, the, when they happened. They happen whenever they happen. Right. We just we just keep collecting them. So yeah. sometimes, like, even, like you said, two weeks ago, even? Uh, it, it could be two weeks ago. And, but the thing is, we don't, we don't use all the incidents. Right. That, that, uh, that get reported to us. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I had a, a security guard, uh, come up to me and say, Ooh, Mr. Adams, he said, I might have a story for you. And I, I very often kind of go, all right, tell me, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. And uh, the security guard said uh, said that he was in his office the night before, and his his phone rang, and his lights went off at the same time, and a mop fell on his desk where he had a pl- dinner plate preparing mm-hmm. his dinner, and the plate went flying across the room, and then he heard somebody screaming on the side of Citadel Hill at the same time that all this happened, and he said, "What do you think about that?" And I said, "Ooh." Yeah, like, I'll, I'll write <laughs> just that down. Exactly, but that literally just sounds like somebody having a bad night. To tell you the truth, I wouldn't. You know what I mean? I would kind of vet yeah. that story out. Yeah, there's an explanation possibly for it. Well, yeah, and I think even if there is an explanation, mm-hmm. it's what it means to you. Yeah, I because guess, yeah. we have a relative in our family who has a deep connection and finds very deep meaning in things that sometimes I will be combative over conversation with and try to provide a very upfront logical explanation for. But then I have to sit back and realize she is taking meaning from this. And I think it's important to let people... Would you agree, Mr. Adams? Let people have that. I might say the wind blew in the right direction at the wrong time. And that's why something fell over. But to somebody else, it's a relative who's passed on leaving a sign. But who am I to tell them not to take something from it. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and uh, speaking of ghosts, that's a very cultural thing. So you're going to have different types of ghosts in different types mm-hmm. of cultures. And you're going to have cultures where, you know, if something unexplained happens, people are going to blame it on, you know, leprechauns or, or, mm-hmm. or Bigfoot or, you know, Loch Ness Monster or something. You know what I mean? Or pixies or yeah, yeah. elves or whatnot. It just so happens in our culture when something happens, like, ooh, that door closed by itself, you don't say... That's got to be the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> you know what? I, you, we, we don't say that. We automatically. Who do we blame? Who's our scapegoat? Trudeau. We say it's those darn dead people. That's who it is. So. Trudeau. Sorry, <laughs> you wouldn't go that way. No, that's exactly. Ghosts. It's like uh, what we were saying there about you know it's up to interpretations and opinions, and you let someone believe what they want to believe. It's like you see the, you know, to one person there's some. You know, ghoulish figure in the corner of my bedroom looking at me while I'm sleeping. To someone else, that's a hoodie and a pile on a pile of dirty clothes, right? Like it's just, it's all about perspective. And uh, it's uh, honestly, some of the viewpoints we have today are ones I've never really had. Like especially when you were talking about how spirits, there is a sense of spirituality out there. Now I'm, I'm going to think about that more. I'm, you know, take this away and think more on it. And I'll probably end up Googling some stories and stuff too after well, this. Well, isn't it quite beautiful and amazing that one thing can mean different things to different people as well? Yeah. I think that's important that we don't all have 
you know, we all try to reach in society on some things, particularly politically, we try to reach or culturally a common consensus. Mm -hmm. But I think, and Mr. Adams, uh, you feel free to chime in here, there are some things in life that we need to leave up to our own personal interpretation. Of course. And when you get into the the folklore and myth mythology, there's, there's no rules. There's none at all. It's yeah. literally what you want to get out of it. Yeah, 100%. Okay. Well, this is this has been super insightful. And we were having a chat before we threw the microphones open. Um, I understand you've had a very, very good year at the Citadel with the uh, the ghost tours. Um, l have a little chat with maybe what's coming up next year, 2023. There's opportunities for local people to come and meet you and take a walk and, and learn learn some more about this city. I'm told there will be another uh, another season yet again, uh, starting in the, the uh, summer of next year. And uh, we'll be doing public ghost tours, uh, hopefully, you know, around three nights a week if we can. But always remember, you can always call the Citadel and get a, uh, a private tour. I was just going to ask that, yeah. Oh, yeah, anytime that you want. Like if you're so those are 12 months right through the year? Oh, yeah, all, okay. all year round. And uh, people don't think about it. Very, like, you don't think about a ghost tour in the middle of the winter, do you? Uh, no. I know for some reason people associate Halloween with scariness and they associate ghosts with scariness mm -hmm. so everybody wants to have their ghost tour right around halloween yeah, yeah. so uh, we do get very busy but uh geez next time you're wondering what to do on you know march the march the third on a tuesday <laughs> evening, yeah yeah I, I wonder why people don't use this as like a date night i was, yeah. I was just yeah, gonna ask you exactly. if you've ever really. done a wedding or anything <laughs> like that because i'm seriously it's it, wouldn't that be fun if you had the reception and then you had your cocktail hour and then you put the lights off grab the lanterns and took everybody on a they on do a weddings there I was, I was gonna i was gonna ask if like if they'd ever add that kind of element to weddings there i, I saw a picture recently or pictures videos of someone that did get married do they ever add that aspect of it to it totally you yeah. can uh and they add it to uh to corporate events and, oh nice. uh, yeah anyone who's who's having an event at the citadel if they want to they can sign up for a ghost tour as well and get that Ooh. get that added on right. so the uh the regular citadel hill website or is does the society yeah, have a separate web page halifaxcitadel.ca is it now yeah okay there you go you got you checked I'm checked. HalifaxCivil.ca. Yeah, that's the Mr. one. Mr. Adams, we thank you very much for coming in. Oh, I mean, on behalf it. of all of us. I could have gone on for several more hours. We I will, know. This will this will not be the this first. Is not, sorry, the last, not the last, last time. last time you're on here with us. <laughs> Do you guys have a job application or something? <laughs> we'll slide you, slide you a piece of paper there. Yeah. We'll make it a regular thing. Okay. Yeah, we definitely want to get you back on. I still didn't tell any stories about the Citadel, but really I want people to... To come oh, yeah. up and oh, yeah. experience the stories. Yeah. We wanted to generate that curiosity today, and yeah. we encourage all of our listeners to uh, to get involved and ditch the Christmas party plan that you had to just go and get hammered somewhere and do something different. I'm definitely going. I'm definitely doing this. Good. You think that? You're gonna go, Dylan? Why not? Oh, yeah, it sounds it's wicked. Fun. It's gonna be fun. Sounded awesome. Yeah. Sounds Thank great. you. Thank you very much I'll for coming see you on. You guys up there. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right, Mr. Adams, that was a great time, James, wouldn't you say? That was really good. And yeah. just to give some context to our listeners, we, again, with our guests, you know, we don't really set much up in advance. We're, we're big here on casually putting people around a table, throwing the mic open and seeing what happens. And yeah. we did not know what was going to happen there. And it was great. No, it was it was terrific. Definitely like to get him on again sometime. And uh, I, I now encourage everybody, including ourselves, to get up to the Citadel Hill Ghost Tours and experience that firsthand. And maybe you will find mr adams up there himself all right 
Um, What's up next? Well, before we start, I last podcast was for James's birthday was coming up, and I have a gift that I forgot to give him. So I'm going to give it to him. And the cool thing is uh, we can kind of share it because it makes sounds. I'm very curious. You should be curious. I'm just reaching down. Sorry it took me so long it's to reach It's in a Lululemon down. bag, so yes. it's a $500 Jenna's t-shirt. Lunch bag. It's in Jenna's lunch bag. Um, but here we go. A gift for James. It's the last one. It's a keychain. Oh, wow. From the office. Yeah, an wow, office wow, keychain. Wow. Press the there's five buttons on there. There's six buttons on there. Oh, six. Go so up, this is a red keychain, and there's six the buttons. So I'm going to bring it up to the mic here. Apparently, I like getting close to the microphone. Mm. And we're going to play the sounds. There is a, a beautiful picture of Michael Scott. Oh, one of the early seasons nice. of The Office, Steve like, That's a nice one. That's a handsome man. The hairline's back. He's, he's, my, he's my age there. Okay, let's see what he says. You ready? Yep. So I'm going to play each of the six buttons All right. and press it into the mic, the keychain. Let's do it. That's what she said. That's what she said. That's what she said. I might die. Stanley Hudson. Okay, number. Oh. Number f- number five. Would I rather be feared or loved? Um, easy both. I want people to be afraid of how much. <laughs> That's one of the best. That's very early. I on. love That's that like line. Second I love episode. That line. Right, number six. Oh, that's Ew. Creed. Creed, what are you doing? Well, thank you, Alex. Yeah, no problem. I what figured it's just a fun little gift, you know. It's, I, that was I, actually the first thing I bought you, and I forgot to bring it. No, I like it. I like it. I will I will push the buttons with pride. Mm, very nice. Very nice. That's a good one. What? I got some candy for everyone because it's Halloween. Oh, really? Oh, thanks, Dad. Say trick or treat. Trick or treat. I'm actually really scared. And here's the thing, this, this wasn't something I planned and, and you need to be needlessly excited for. I ran to the uh, wow. the dollar store, or as I like to call it, $10 armor these days with the prices. And <laughs> remember when everything was like a dollar? I, I used to go and buy loads of stuff. We like moving out of an apartment and I mm. buy everything I needed to clean for nine bucks. Dollar armor's at the point now where they're going to have payment plans soon. It's, it's oh, that bad. It's nuts. But I was so hungry, I swung by um, for a snack on the way and I just picked these up. <laughs> Who goes? This wasn't like a big thing. Who goes? I'm kind of hungry. I need a snack. I'm gonna go to the dollar store. I'm gonna swing by the dollar. No, this. Hey, honey, I'm kind of hungry. Can you give me some? Yeah, I'll go to the dollar store. What do you want? (laughs) Can I get some (laughs) shitty chocolate? Shitty chocolate and floor cleaner. I'll get some. I think you can get noodles there. That's probably like the main food. I don't want anything name brand. It's all has to be off. Right next to McDonald's. No, no, honey, we're going to the Dollarama. They got a drive-through yet? Oh, no, 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 no. The best thing is. Eat some chocolate when you're this close to a microphone. It's going to be wonderful for everybody listening at Is home. That, you want me to do that? Yeah, I want you to eat a chocolate. Okay. We're going we're to pass this them down like, here as well. Chocolate's for everyone. Did you bite this one already? No, I didn't. Well, then I don't want it. What do you think, Alec? This is made five years ago, this stuff. It's <laughs> just like the wrapper. Oh! <laughs> like, just like the scary, oh, scary That pirate. is really bad chocolate. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that tastes like an advent calendar from 1985. The chocolate looks nothing like the packaging. Yeah, it tastes a little bit like there's a lot of almond extract in that. Mm. Okay. So we, we don't have a new kid on this block this month. It's not because nothing exciting has opened up. It's because nothing worthy of being on the show has opened up. Right, Alec? Yes. <laughs> Just donned his sunglasses. 
so we figured we'd have a little a little Halloween roundtable, Dylan, Alec, and I. Um, what what are your opinions on Halloween? And what you know, we asked this question to Mr. Adams. What stories of the unexplained do you have? Well, I actually came prepared with a story myself. <laughs> James, I've heard you had a bad day, so I did prepare a little story. Let me begin by telling my story. Many years ago, on a frigidly cold, harrowingly dreary, and unsettling night in Halifax, Nova Scotia, there was a man who went by the name Samaj Snillick. Mr. Snillick was a peaceful man, rarely causing a disturbance. He was a run-of-the-mill real estate agent, did his deals, made his coin, and went home to make love to his wife. Until one fateful evening. Mr. Snillick was conducting a showing at a decrepit, abandoned, yet still somehow for sale building with a healthy collection of mold, mildew, and asbestos coupled with ample dead rats and an on-site guillotine. This 800-square-foot, $1.3 million property was surely not going to last the buyer insisted that Mr. Snillick take a photo under the guillotine. Snillick was reluctant. But if you know Mr. Snillick, you know there is nothing he won't do for his clients. Nothing. Like at all. He will do anything, you ask. Once Mr. Snillick was in position, the buyer did something that Mr. Snillick never saw coming. He began to negotiate. He used the guillotine as leverage, but Mr. Snillick would not budge, which is not surprising because, like I said, he will do anything for his clients. It got to a tipping point, the final straw, if you will. Mr. Snillick drenched in his own sweat and urine. He's already lost his client hundreds of dollars. So his client says, you will either take a .01% cut on your commission or you will die. Without hesitation, Mr. Snillick pulled the lever and he severed his own head. For he, Mr. Snillick, would rather die at the guillotine than to make any less money than what he is worth. And to this day, Samaj Snillick still haunts the streets of Halifax. Common locations to watch out for the ghoul of Mr. Snillick includes Steve Orino's Cappuccino, Moxie's All Locations, Random Sushi Joints, and occasionally, Pleasures and Treasure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Give him a, give him a round of applause. That was some, that was literally something else. Mm. He played so many different characters. You hear all those accents? <laughs> yeah. A couple he, of well, he pulls out, he says he's trained. got something amazing and pulls out with that. Oh, yeah. That's, off the cuff That's as well. all for you. I created that half hour before the show at home. Well, that was epic. I like it. I think we need a transcript. That's great. And um, th- th- that's a poem for, for the, the uh, one Mr. of the Mr. Abs would have liked that, I think. I would have been taking his job. Yeah, I know. I think there's this a risk there. I think he wants to take your job, too. I know. I heard that. I was a little... Anyways. No, he should. So that's my ghost story. That's my ghost story. Um, And, uh, you know, my experience with Halloween in general is... I mean, last time I trick-or-treated, I I think me and my buddy, uh, Will, shout out Willie G, uh, we went trick-or-treating in grade 10, and we called it One Last Kick at the Can, and we put on a couple masks, and we went around the south end of Halifax. And we got a couple funny looks, right, because we're... 
were we looked you know, funny we, looking kids, funny looking I mean, kids, wearing wearing not really a much of a costume. Like I think Will had like a plastic machete, and we had a couple masks on, but we're asking for candy. And meanwhile, there's little kids running around, right? And it's like some of the people giving the candy, like, come on, guys, like you're gonna take this big chocolate bar. Grow up. You know, you know, ex- oh yeah, no, it's Grow true. Up. We should have grown up. And that was the last time I trick or treated. But um, I used to thoroughly enjoy it. We used to always go to my grandmother's neighborhood growing up because I lived way too far out to even trick or treat when I was younger. And it was in the Hydrostone in the North End and it was a gold mine for trick or treating. Going up all those all those side streets like Klein, Hennessy, Owlville's um, down below. Owlville, is that how you pronounce it? That's down below. Yeah. Any, yeah, thank you. And uh, that oh, was... Well, you mean Blue Nose Street? Ah, right on. Tall Ship Silva. Anyways, that was a gold mine for trick-or-treating because everyone had candy, big chocolate bars, average size chocolate bars too, some below average, but below average is fine too. So that's my experience with trick-or-treating. I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. The old six-inch Mars bar. (laughs) That's a massive Mars bar. I've never seen (laughs) They do a double one now as well. Have you seen that? 12-inch? Yeah. Well, no, it's just like two four inches, eight. I mean, it's better than six, right? I don't know, but is it better than four, three, two? More the Mario. <laughs> All right, I, I, I was still out of breath from my story, so James, can you pick up where I've left off? Yeah, can, can you start the two-minute Halloween rant timer for me? I'm going to have a bit of a rant. Yes, and go. So, you know, I don't have kids, and maybe maybe I'm just a grouch. Generally, I'm a grouch today anyway, but maybe because of this. But my, my problems with Halloween have generally been the ungrateful greed of the parents. And where we are in Bedford, it's extremely popular. The, the cops um, one year shut the street down because they just don't want the traffic coming through. There's that many kids. So the one year I made up all these, went to, went to Bulk Barn. I got wrapped candy because you always give wrapped candy. But I separated it into little bags, little Halloween-themed bags, made about 100 of these things handing them out on the doorstep. And about 20 minutes in, one of the parents looks at me and I put one in the kid's pillowcase and she says, can he only have one? Yes, the kid can only have one because when I talk to people with children, and that's about Halloween, they say, well, what we actually do is when the kids go home, we take half of their Halloween candy and we eat it. The parents mm-hmm. eat it. You Halloween know, that, tax. That, that's the tax on driving them around. The cost of gas, it costs 150 bucks to go trick-or-treating this year. So I, I'm not their parents to feed you, I'm afraid. And the time I really lost my rag was I, I had a bit of a stressful year with, with trick-or-treaters for this, this very reason. Uh-huh. And I left the remaining bowl of candy, which was pretty full, outside on the doorstep. And the doorbell went, and I was stood pretty close to the door, and I thought, you know, kids can help themselves. And we put a little sign there saying, please be please be um, considerate of others and uh-huh. take a handful. And I heard the father from the end of the driveway go, oh, yeah, no, just just put the whole thing in your pillowcase. And the kid picks up were the bowl. Were you in Spryfield? Where were you at? Oh, it's Bedford, what do you expect? No. Entitled. No, I was in Sackville. And <laughs> really oh, Dylan, if you were in Bedford, it'd be like, it'd be like, respectful people. Oh, no. Yeah, it's in Sackville? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I live in the Bedford there. ghetto, I'll have you know. I live in the ghetto of Bedford. But anyway, this father went, oh, just pour it all in. And I thought, wow, here we go again with ungrateful parents. So, so most years with Halloween, with the way parents act, I just want to throw the towel in. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fair. You know, that's because us. they're either saying, 
is this all you're giving them? Yes, because you're going to knock a hundred other doors tonight, so that is all I'm giving. Um, or the parent that suggests the child literally takes what was probably about five pounds of candy and pours it into his pillowcase. So there we go. Um, just a big grouch. Happy That's Halloween. Okay. I was never yeah, a, a huge fan of the trick-or-treating portion of uh, yeah. if I didn't know the area because I was I was used to be scared of dogs. And uh, you never know. You never know what you're getting when you're not knocking a door. You never know what you're getting. And yeah, okay, there, was, there was always those people who, had, who oh, would turn. Could the, have a six pound poodle. Imagine that. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy is like. <laughs> in, in this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why he's a British dog <laughs> with a high British dog voice. with a high. Uh, likes trick or treating. Um, you know, it's funny, like when we were trick-or-treating as kids, there was always those few houses in the neighborhood that would create like a haunted house and be like, come on in. Oh, they're the scariest, Yeah, man. come into my house. Now, like nowadays, it's like you tell the kids, come on in. They're like, what the fuck? No, no, you can't come in. It's kind of like creepy. But back then it was like, oh, you got to go in, go in, go in, go yeah. check out the haunted house. And we had one haunted house in uh, in Armdale that used to have like God Lover. What's that? Is that the Theodore Tugboat? No, I'm just pointing all the ferries look like they're about to meet. For a, like a, a meeting, they're all converging, like they're meet, having a meeting. I think a I've Stanford seen kid. this song before. <laughs> Sorry, Alec, I interrupted you there. No, it's okay. Um, I lost my train of thought because the Metro Transit uh, oh, guys are about to have Hulk explosion round two. Whoa. But what? Hey. Hey. We're talking about, hey. I think, the point that, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a sore spot, particularly if you're a victim. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, I, I'm still <laughs> licking my wounds <laughs> in that one. <laughs> no, I think the point we're making here is, you know, parents tell the children all year, don't knock on strange doors. Or the big thing with us, if we were kids, was if you're out and about and you're having a problem, mm. so someone's ill, falling off their bike or whatever, you don't just knock a door. You go into a shop or you've got the block mum or something, the trusted person on the street. But then Halloween is this day where you drop your kids off and you say, hey, go knock every doors and take things for them. And the other thing I love is the fake story that does the rounds every oh, year on Twitter and Reddit one. that someone's putting razor blades in the candy. Uh, Never happened. Those get out of hand too, right? They're just like... Or it's like poisoned. Or some crazy large item like, oh, everyone be careful this year. They're putting, you know, certified forklift licenses oh, in, the, in, in my candy <laughs> or, or something crazy, right? Or or watch out, there's a, there's a dinosaur. That's a uh, stupid that example. A one, <laughs> Mommy, I've got a Mars bar, some Skittles... Oh, and a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do you like that Mars bar? It's a little bit small. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I, uh, you know, I have, do you guys, do you guys do a lot of trick or treating over there? Well, not no. much these days. Cause it's kind of creepy when a 35 year old knocks a door. No, no. I meant like when you were growing up over in, uh, well, UK um, Halloween is a complete non-event, but what you do, and this is what you do is you, you go to like your grandparents' house or your best friend's house. You just kind of selectively knock the doors. You don't, go into a street and knock every door. Mm. So we, when we were kids, my parents would have enough candy for the kind of friends that would knock. But the one year my friends and I, I was probably 12, we decided without our parents, but with their permission to go out and trick or treat. Now it's not a thing in the UK. So the one thing, first thing, I don't know why, why I'm laughing. It was awful. <laughs> the one thing we did, I was a, a, an old man, fortune would be long dead now, uh, came out with all this money and try Ooh. to give us money to like get off his property, which we didn't take. We were smart enough to not do that. Then we went about three or four streets away and knocked a random door, and a woman comes out with like a Rottweiler on a leash, and it's going... <laughs> dog impression. <laughs> that is Alex Fear. That's, That's what he was scared of. And it was like stood up on its legs, and, and she literally went like... 
If you don't get off my effing property, I'm going to let go of this effing leash and the effing dog's going to eat your effing head off. So we ran away screaming and we ended up going back home. I was like, this is just not worth it. We're either being bribed to get off someone's property with they're scared with money or we're going to get eaten alive by an angry dog. You should have taken the money. You think so? Yeah, why wouldn't you? I feel like you would have. It's not like you did anything bad. No. No. You would have invested that back then. People didn't know I was going to work in real estate back then. I wasn't greedy. Yeah. Just a little Welshman. We're not greedy. Just chase the bag. Okay, can I I, uh, just read something that's just come in? Yeah. My Apple Watch has just beeped. It's from a... a, a, um, Breaking news. We'll call him Chris because this is his name. He's a friend of mine. Uh, Finally got around to getting in on the pod. First episode talking about Popeyes. Had buddies from Newfoundland this week and they didn't believe me how large the drive-thru lines were. Living here in Larry Utech was hell for those five to ten days. Yeah, I can remember remember the the lineups. It was crazy. Talk about scary things. Insane as the crane. Did you guys ever go to Popeyes out there? I don't need chicken. I did once. I got my hair cut. I get my hair, my, my hair dresser lives on my street oh. uh, works oh. down that way and, and you I go s- in their place uh, i swung by and, and went in Trick and i'll tell you what it it just tasted like fried chicken yeah that, that checks out you know whatever it's better, in the better, than, better in the states better in the states also probably better than kfc uh, kfc's gre- greasy and gross. i like i like the dirty bird i like i like i like kfc it's a little gross a little greasy bucket of chicken i think the last time i had it i got sick so it's just like kfc used to be the spot the sore spot so, do you guys have any personal stories of the unexplained? Um, I have one, a recent one, but you probably have some too. Um, personal. I guess, well, at St. of X, so... Uh, Ooh, yeah. Ooh, um, there was a residence called Mount St. Bernard, and it was supposedly haunted by this nun called the Blue Nun. And I'm trying to, there was four, four, three or four buildings and it was one building in particular. It's a very, like St. of X is a very religious school in, in general. You can see steeples all around the, the campus if you look around. Oh, I ev- thought it was a cult. That too, but oh, okay. they're everywhere. So, but this particular residence, like used, I think it used to be a church. There still is some spookiness to it. And anyways, so the blue nun is said to haunt it. And the reason she haunts it is because I guess she way back whenever that was a long time ago, uh, had an affair with a priest, which was just an absolute sin. Like, just God was so that's mad. a big no. Like, even I know that's a no. God no brought that. the hammer down. Anyways, she brought the hammer down herself, and and she, I think she hung herself. He was gonna have none of that, or she jumped. Yeah, he was Ooh. having none of that. <laughs> she either hung or jumped, uh, but she, she committed suicide. But now they say to this day, the blue nun haunts the uh, the residence. Now, this is about the whole perspective thing that we were talking about with uh, Monsieur Adams is. You know, you hear, we would hear banging at night down the hallways in the, you know, storage rooms in like, uh, there was a little library, you'd hear stuff there, like, like not the main library of St. there was a library in one of the residences. Uh, you hear creakiness, you hear, but you hear like a woman screaming, but then at the same time, it's a residence full of students. Yeah, so, old. What? Soon it was old. Is it well, an old residence? Well, old, but redone. It's still old though. Yeah, still old. Yeah, so it's still going to creep. So, yeah, so it's like people, but because everyone was so ingrained in this blue nun yeah. story, every little thing was, so I was that, I, but I succumbed to the, uh, to the lore, as they say, right? Like I That's was, fair. I was very, like, if were you, I, were you converted? I was converted. If you, if I heard something or if I, you know, little noise late at night or whatever, I would be like, Ooh, blue nun kind of vibes. There was one building That's in particular. Um, and the crazy thing was we discover one night. So there's tunnels that run the distance of 
they run from one side of campus, not one side, but like like a corner to a corner a little bit. And we've discovered the tunnels within our residence. That was probably the creepiest thing. Like you could hear like weird ghoulish noises down the tunnel. Tunnels led straight to we, Mexico. We, st- <laughs> we started walking down the tunnel one night. And I remember we, we turned back around, but um, <laughs> yeah, right, you guys are laughing. <laughs> tunnels to Mexico. It's not even that funny, but I laughed. No, it's no, it's it, kind of funny. It is kind of funny. But anyways, um, so I don't have to cut that. No, it's okay. We keep that humor in. So, I mean, for me, it, it's I'm glad we talked about perspective because it wasn't like I had one experience where I was just like, oh god, that was the blue nun. It was just like all these little things. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume it was her and just attribute it to that and stuff. And there are other students who have said they've seen her, um, you know, up there where she jumped or hung herself. Um, she might have been pregnant too. I don't know. I should have read the story a bit more. I should have to go back and ask her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go Why back. was she blue again? Was there a reason for that? Well, I, I think just her. Like, because she hung herself, I think right? Her, oh. She blew. Jeez, man. I'm serious there. I'm serious. <laughs> no, I was thinking because her nun fit was probably blue. I thought they were always nun black. fit, outfit, nun fit. I thought like it was that. black. I thought well, was yeah, but black. I'm, yeah, but it is black, but I'm saying she probably wore a blue one. And she was called Blue Nun. Oh, because she it's, was it's that vow of uh, that vow of chastity. Did you hear about the two nuns sat on the bench? Here the naked the naked man ran past. The one nun had a stroke, and the other couldn't reach. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to laugh. At no, that. I, I no, I am. Just not bellowing. I had no, to like think don't. about it uh, for a second there. <laughs> I had to let it, you know, let it mellow. No, but um, listen, uh, yeah, no, no, that's okay. Go, 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 go. Um, Dilly boy, do you got any stories? No, I'm, uh, I'm not religious. No, nothing. No, I'm not religious either. No, I'm just, I'm just, I know, I know, I know. I was just, I'm just joking. Uh, Sorry. I feel like I'm on the spot and I really can't think of anything. Um, I was trying to think of my school too, but Mount St. Vincent University shout out. Uh, that wow, was run. Wow, that, wow. that used to be nuns and stuff. They're, they were just up above. What they got mad the, if you What about the crows? Is that where the crows? Oh descend? yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I can't remember what uh, building that was, but it's, it was off to the right of the main building when you're going up the hill. Thousands was, of crows every afternoon. That was right? a yeah, yeah. I remember I'd had a, uh, an evening class and it was just like full of a murder of crows. And uh, it was pretty Santa spooky. A lot of crows it, was, too. it was a little spooky, but I don't know if there's any stories. I'm sure there is. I just can't remember them. Uh, but personal life outside of that. Can't really think of anything off the top of my head. I feel like I almost like, need to insert myself into these scenarios, like like even Mister Mr. Adams, like doing those things and like going somewhere where I where like that stuff is known to happen. Like there's known paranormal activity and stuff. And then of course at that point my brain's just gonna like convince. Yeah, you'll, you'll yeah, apply yeah, meaning you, to something yeah. because you feel you should. It's yeah. like suggestibility. If you if you and I went to a seance, we would make the Ouija board work because we we want to make it work. But yeah, well that's why it never typically done a, does never work, done isn't it? Work Everyone's before. doing it and someone everyone wants it to work, so they all just move together. So the minute someone like feels any sort of force, it goes. One experience. Yeah. I, I am the most skeptical skeptical person in the world for this kind of thing. Um, but when I was younger there was a, a, a think Downton Abbey like a nice old couple hundred years old stately home in the town i grew up in and they did they did not ghost tours there but they just did like evening lights off tours of some of the stranger stories of uh, captain henry morgan for example used to own the the property so he told us all these stories uh, and um they they were telling this tale that one of the maintenance guys there when he used to pass a tree line when he was driving home at the end of the night he turned all the lights off when all the visitors had gone and there was it was um uh, like a museum property, and when he went past this certain point on the tree line, the lights would come on. So he would look in his rearview mirror and he'd say, oh, I must have left those lights on in the attic. It was always up in the attic. Mm. So he'd drive back, and when he drove back through the tr- over the tree line into the grounds, the light would go off again. 
so he'd leave and it would come on. And the story was that there was apparently um, one of the servants had hung themselves up in the attic 200 years previously and they were living in there. And when the maintenance guy left at night, they would put the lights on and live in the attic. So they told us this story. Anyway, about two hours later, we were we, we were having um, like glue vine or something, wine in, in this tour we were on, and the fire alarm went off. And the whole place lit up with the fire alarm. So the guide came back and he said, yeah, we're going to have to evacuate. We're going to have to evacuate because the fire department want to come because with these large buildings, if the, the alarm goes off, often they choose to come to practice what they would do if there was an actual fire. So we all, he, he switches the main breaker for the building off. He's like, that's our checklist. We switch the main breaker off and we're going to leave and let the fire department come and do their little sweep through. As we retreated beyond the tree line, the lights in the attic came on. That's spooky. And we know mm. that there was no electricity running to the building because they had cut it for the fire department. They couldn't have put that little display on for us because it was kind of a serious deal. Yeah. So yeah. we couldn't understand. And then lo and behold, the fire department left. The lights came on, of course. We went back in and the lights went off again. That's that's all I have. No, but that's definitely better than booga, 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 my story. Booga, booga. People on the tour with us were saying, "Oh my god, that's evidence of the ghost." And I thought, "No, nah, it's just kind of coincidence." Yeah, it's all about matter of opinion. Yeah, that's matter of fact. But that's the nice thing that night was, nice. you know, it was good because the fire the firefighters they were able to come and get some practice. Okay, what's next? All right, last but simply not least, the last segment of this podcast, the Reddit Roundup. Reddit Roundup. Losing their minds over minor inconveniences. Oh, that, that ending is nice. I, like I would have done that for five bucks. Oh, I will do it for five bucks. There is a. I will tell you one more time. There is a backstory. Have I told you the backstory to get? You, al- you always say you can't say it on the I podcast. I cannot tell you time. on the podcast. And you don't tell this us one? after. Yeah. For- Reddit roundup. Uh, ask me. Ask Maybe you said well, in the, the podcast. elevator. Ask in the, me in the elevator. In the elevator. Okay. Yeah. All right, Reddit okay. Roundup. So we took a bit of a different approach at Reddit Roundup. Obviously, we have a very Halloween-themed um, episode. Theme. Theme. And, uh, you know, Mr. Adams told us, you know, how this, how things work up a Siddle Hill. He didn't divulge too much into stories. And then I had my own story. We had a couple little small ones there. But uh, we wanted to see what Reddit had to say about spooky, haunted, paranormal situations. And for once, we took... Matters into our own hands. Can we Matter say? of facts. Matter of facts into our own hands because we couldn't rely on somebody else to make the question. We planted Boom. a post. We planted a post that Ooh. generated a lot of buzz. Hundreds oh, I, and hundreds of buzz light year. Do you guys actually plant a post? We planted yeah. a post. We had like oh, 600 yeah. upvotes and I'm 190 responses. Maybe I did see it. I didn't realize it. Was it a burner account? It was a burner account with the username closer to the mic. Closer to the mic. Keep an eye out for closer it's a good to the one. mic. It's a good one. We'll use that for future stuff so you guys will know it's matter of fact. And my, Mike Savage, uh, I can give you that. It's spelt incorrectly. It's not closer to the mic. Um, but the account's yours for 1500 bucks. Just have your people call mine. Mm-hmm, yeah. nice. What was the title What was the title of your post we made? What? I'll read you the whole post. It's what's the spookiest slash most unexplained thing you've seen or witnessed in Halifax. Oh, I did um, see that. I didn't you see that? Yeah, yeah, that was I didn't me. Click on. I was Body text is... We're inching closer to Halloween, and while I'm not asking for direct ghost stories, I'm curious, what's the most unexplained or spookiest thing you've witnessed? So much history in our city and so many older buildings with stories to tell. What have you seen? And we got both, like, we got some pretty absurd responses. Like, um, C. Slate said, 
my power went out for a month and I still got a bill which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> asking for spooky occurrences that are unexplained. Jetpacks, not buses, said Peter Kelly got elected more than once. But then we had some genuinely interesting stories. My phone just rang. Is it an important one? Can you take it? Is it the important one? Is it the Alec, important one? when I am with you, the whole world waits just pauses uh-huh. that means a lot i'm gonna get teary-eyed at that wow alec and james forever so alec, do you want to lead us with a with a story that you uh, you liked from from these i got a couple if not yeah i saw a couple one of the funny ones like you mentioned a couple one guy said glove guy one guy said uh, his name was brute force explorer glove guy my rab tw said rent prices um where was an actual story i liked well uh, there's one here from shadow image the smoking man i've heard of the smoking man before of you Smoking Man. No. I think I read, I, I did go through, I didn't choose as one of no, mine, no, but... No, no, no. Multiple Never. people have mentioned this, and th- th- this res- this post, the user on Reddit said, uh, the Smoking Man hangs out at bus stops, but only when it's raining. I randomly mentioned it once in conversation at a party, and multiple people mentioned seeing him. He doesn't talk, he doesn't move, and when the light flickered, it was gone. And I have heard people talking on Reddit before about the Smoking Man. He does get spotted around the city. Is it just a Halifax thing, or is he like all over the world? This, oh, I think this he, phenomenon. he's local. Oh. Just a, so it's a local horror story. Okay. Or not horror, but ghost story, sorry. Oh. Unless you're terrified by people smoking. Uh, from, should be. from last podcast, uh, oh. you know Alec and I love cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Dylan not gets smoking. smoked and he looks in the mirror, sees himself smoking. Um, I uh, One of the ones I got uh, from Awful Bike Salesman. That's why I brought a pretty damn awful bike once. So this, hey, buddy. So this one's kind of relatable because I used to work in this establishment. So uh, this guy says, every theater in the city is haunted as ball. I don't know what that means. I think he meant plural balls. Sorry, I mean, testicles. I mean, more chocolate. Haunted as balls. As testicles. Balls are haunted. Uh, so Bears Lake, Cineplex, Park Lane, Cineplex, but specifically Bears Lake, every theater is haunted uh, one guy in particular, he says, uh, most most people unprompted would have the same experience with the same person in just the same areas. An old man in a beige shirt with gray hair. Just your average L.L. Bean customer. You would either walk into empty theaters, see him wave, and when you look back, he would be gone. Or you'd see him entering or leaving your field of vision out of the corner of your eye only for nothing to be there. This guy says... This is where I kind of call BS a little bit. He goes, I got so used to seeing the dude that I would talk to him on slow shifts. Harmless. Brother, that is an imaginary friend. You are seeing somebody and you're... You are the crazy one. (laughs) (laughs) You are the guy in the beige shirt. You are the LL Bean customer. That's an imaginary friend. That's an imaginary friend. He's like, I just sit and talk to him the whole time. Um, He also said, I have had seats move when no one was near them. Light switches move. Bins get tipped over. The same perfume smell in places where you should not be smelling fresh perfume. Don't be so naive about what's going on in the theater, my man. I was just going to say, you find other stuff, places yeah. where you shouldn't find it. Then upstairs in the projector rooms, it's dot, 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 worse. Ha ha. He didn't even divulge what that was. If you have a projector room story, please email us at halifaxpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear it. James, here, if you have another story, I'm going to go find... Um, yeah, I have one that's not spooky going. or unexplained. It's just damn hilarious. So I had to go to the news article this link to. It's from user Potato Chip Company. Nice. Um, <laughs> so the, the post says, about 10 years ago, some guy destroyed his hearse in the superstore Canadian Tire parking lot behind Quimple Towers. And then I linked through to the story, and it's very quick. There's a, there's a photo. 
but I'll just read it to you. Almost every car guy has experienced being pushed over the brink by a car so evil it could be characterized as possessed. A man in Halifax, Nova Scotia, wanted to perform his own exorcism on an old hearse in a Canadian tire parking lot before sending it off to the big crusher in the sky over the weekend. After parking the hearse at the Canadian tire outlet, the man entered the store to procure his exorcism tools, a crowbar and sledgehammer, and after declining the receipt was overheard saying, when I'm done with these, nobody will want them back. The man then proceeded to release his divine fury on the hearse, which appears to be an old Cadillac, and was standing on the roof with a sledgehammer in hand when the police officers arrived. After cuffing and questioning the man, he agreed to clean up the debris of the evicted demons and was released. He had salvage, sorry, he had the salvage company on the way for it, so he wanted to get his licks in before it went, said Sergeant David of... Halifax Regional Police. So I look at the photo, and the photo is of a guy hacking a hearse to pieces in the parking lot. This actually really? happened. He, Before Jesus. it went for crushing, he went into the Canadian tire and then stood on the roof and hacked the heck out of the car. I bet you that oh felt good. Oh, God. Yeah, that, probably, that definitely felt good. Probably was quite a euphoric relief. Yeah. I'm being honest. That's pretty cool. Jeez. I What's mean, up with that parking lot and stuff happening at cars? Didn't someone's... Uh, someone lit a cigarette when there was a propane yeah, tank the in there. Yeah, car, like, blow up because of the... Yeah. God, that, that parking lot's haunted. There's Jeez. demons there. There's one place, like when I think of top haunted places in Halifax, um, the Five Fishermen is a restaurant uh, just down down around the corner from us, actually. Um, and uh, I actually saw it on an episode. There used to be a show called Creepy Canada that I used to watch as a kid that yeah. was terrifying me. It had me scared of elevators for years. There was a guy, somehow he lost both his arms on an elevator. I don't know how it fell to the bottom. Or maybe that's in a separate episode. But there's a guy who lost his arms. That freaked me out because I saw him in my dreams. And then a guy who died on an elevator. Well, you met the guy without two fingers you were telling us about last That was the homeless guy. That was I think that was <laughs> fake. That was me seeing the ghost of the guy with no arms. I remember that seeing him. I had a dream this guy with no arms ran up quick to me and scared the crap out of me. How would somebody with no arms run up quickly? Wouldn't they just topple over? But it was like, <laughs> it was Shuffle like, really because on the, TV, on the TV show, they had you it all sped up. You kind of have an edge defensively if somebody's not got yeah, arms. You, you could just punch him. You could just kick him. I mean, um, yeah, no. And then the guy died in the elevator, so I got freaked out of elevators. But a Creepy Canada, uh, Five Fisherman was actually featured on it. So I encourage cool. you to go watch the Five Fisherman episode. Uh, you know, the Five Fisherman has been around for a long time. It's been around for the Titanic. It's been around for the Halifax Explosion. Uh, there were people in the restaurant when the Halifax Explosion went down. So it, there's a rich history of hauntings and stories and whatnot. All right, I got one more here from uh, the Reddit post we have put up. This is from Dull Building. Doll-building-167. Uh, they said, Not in Halifax, but I was walking home from No Frills in Dartmouth at around 11 p.m. in a rude dude rode, and a dude rode by on a bicycle. In one hand, he had a bottle of booze, and the other was a pistol. I thought I was, th- I thought I'd see- <laughs> I thought I was seeing things, but my partner saw it still. I still wonder, WTF, he was up to. James, what were you up to that night? What was that all about? Oh, yeah, I'd have to kill you if I told you. Ah, but I don't have the means. That's an interesting one. That's the funniest thing. I guess they, they took your question literally, right? Like yeah. something that's most unexplained. Like, I I mean, I could probably explain what might have been going down there and what Buddy might have been thinking about going to do. But uh, they, did, they, a good time. they didn't think to call the cops or anything. They're like, oh, well, it seems... Well, thank you know, to everyone on Reddit because they didn't know that we were doing this to put them on a podcast. And I didn't want to say we were because people would just start driveling 
you know, crap off that they want you to read out on the podcast. Yeah. Um, so that is Reddit Roundup. And I yeah. think we we call that an episode, right? That's, that's, yep. that's an episode. That's the spooky episode. Great to have Mr. Adams on. He was... Uh, Thank you, Mr. Adams. Yeah, he's a very yeah, he was a good guy. Very cool guest. I'd love to have him on again. Like, you could tell he just really enjoyed it. So yeah. it's nice to have, a, you know, we have our guests on and we do have some, some more lined up and we're going to tackle some pretty important topics and, you know, ones that are of interest to our listeners. But it's nice to have a guy on to just talk and freeload it and go for it and just hear what he has to say. That was yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, we're very grateful to him and for everybody on Reddit who unknowingly took part in our episode today. Yeah. And we will be back in November. We're creeping close Ooh. to the end of the year. I think we're deciding what we're going to be doing for our, our uh, matter of facts Christmas episode. The one thing Alec and I have discussed is, and it would apply to, Dylan. to Dylan as Ooh. well, is we're probably going to try to bring the uh, significant others, girlfriends, spouses, ladies yes. in and, and have everyone here for a bit of a podcast party. Yeah. Spooky. And is, that, that could be a spooky it, episode, too. Spooky that could, episode. Damn that could get out. pretty spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Might have to go somewhere before, come here, record. Oh, it'll be a buzz podcast for sure. Um, But we have one more episode coming up in November before that, which I'm greatly looking forward to. Uh, Halifax, please keep being crazy and absurd and creating content for us. We cannot do it without you. We rely on you doing things that you shouldn't be. So we have stuff to talk about. Yeah, please keep liking, sharing, downloading, subscribing, all those those great things. Uh, Get the word out there. If you have an idea, you you want us to cover a certain topic, and maybe we can find a cool guest. Let us know. Is it Halifax Podcast at gmail.com? Uh, yes, or uh, LinkedIn for Alec Cranston or James Collins or Dylan Curry. And we will yep. definitely either share the message with everyone or if we don't like your idea, we'll, Pretend we'll, just, we didn't get we'll it. just say thanks. And yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or that too. Yep. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. 